Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi. That's going to be so loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> We're trying. Okay, so it probably sounds a little different because it is a little different for multiple reasons. First reason is we're together. We're sitting next to each other. <laughs> this is the first time this has ever happened. We've done, how many episodes have we done now? I don't know why you know this that This is number. like the 30th, I think. Really? I mean, it's been a lot. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, so You would think somebody would have paid us by now. No, that's <laughs> absolutely not true if you listen to this. So if you, so we're, we're doing this together. So we're having, we're doing this off one mic because we tried to put two mics into our computer. Apparently we can't make that work. Technology's not our forte, <laughs> I guess. So we're, we're doing this on one mic. And we're also recording this video-wise. So we're, uh, so... Brought to you by Corona. Corona. <laughs> so we're both... We've uh, already had a few. Right, this is actually, uh, yeah, this is, uh, we've had more than one Corona since we've been sitting here. And um, so there's a couple reasons why we're together recording this. Um, so first I'm going to say that I apologize. Um, Chi, I goofed. I messed, I messed up. <laughs> you done effed up, brother. <laughs> so, on Monday this week, we were very proactive. We got together. We scheduled our time. We recorded what we thought was a good episode. We we're getting the van. It's truly the best episode of the year. <laughs> I mean, and I, that's not saying a lot, but it's like we, we felt good about it. We got done. That was kind of like the first thing we said. We're like, that felt good. That yeah. was good. Yeah. And um, so then I go to do my usual edit and do everything that I normally do. And sorry, I'm getting close to the mic. And um, I go to edit, and I don't have my audio. <laughs> my audio is gone. Um, so I I screwed up. I screwed up. You, yeah, you done good. But that's all right. You know, I I think I forgave you the second you said it. And look, it happens to the best of us. It's never happened before. This we've only had one. Uh, technical glitch in this entire time we've been producing this high standard podcast. <laughs> so it's not like it's, you know, I can't hold it against you. Also, you're the one that edits all this crap, so I don't know. You know, I'm proud of you. I'll, I'll handle the social media and the distribution. <laughs> you just well, do the production. It, I will say that it was, it, I did have a, I did, my, my gut dropped whenever I opened up my audio prof, my, my audio file. And uh, nothing was there. Yeah. Like, it was labeled and everything. But anyway, so uh, I'm coming up through Athens before I head to Nashville tomorrow. So this is, uh, so we decided, hey, we're going to do an impromptu uh, kind of, we're going to go through, we got our same notes that we had earlier this week. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to relive the, uh, the beauty that was earlier this week. Um, so... Here we go. Let's, yeah. uh, we're just going to go ahead and get back, get and back like, started. And like Chancey said, though, we are recording this via my iPad to be put on the YouTube channel, which has zero followers right now for good reason, because there's zero content on it. But it's about to be on there. So you'll be able to see us face-to-face -face for whatever reason if you want to do that. We're going to put it on there. Right. So... That was the story I just uh, I posted on Instagram a couple minutes ago on the story about this is why we're together and in person doing this. But I, I actually I, I I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> I wish we could do this like all the time. This is honestly. awesome. Yeah. All right. So why don't you just move on on up to Athens? Yeah, let me move up on to Athens and uh, and 
just forget my career. Leave everything. <laughs> Leave the family business. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's get started. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into this. So this week we're focusing on the Vandy preview, but there was some thing, there were some things that happened over the course of the week that we wanted to to touch on, uh, starting with uh, old Desmond Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Desmond's like he's trying to chuck a bitch right now. <laughs> if you didn't see. Um, Desmond Howard on College Game Day this past weekend, uh, you know, they were in Orlando at Disney World, and in front of that, that entire crowd says uh, something to Reese, and then there's a reference to the Chappelle show where he says, I'm going to choke a bitch. Uh, he says, is Desmond Howard going to have to choke a bitch? And on live TV, there was no skipping. There was no bleeping anything out. Oh, no. no. Well, it was on, well, it was referring to... The Michigan, I think Reese said something about is Michigan going to beat Ohio State this year, mm. and I think that was what it was referring to. And then Desmond looks at him, and which is probably something I would have said if we were referring to like us playing Florida or something like right. that. Like so I would have said, "Am I going to have to choke a bitch?" <laughs> which is what Desmond said. <laughs> and the best part about this is not only is it live TV blasted the millions, but they are at Disney World, and if you've ever been to a game day. They have these big ass speakers on the back of the set that yeah. just blast everything they say out to the world. So they're so all these little kiddos <laughs> running around Disney World heard about somebody choking a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, which most of those kids weren't even, probably weren't even alive when the Chappelle Show was on, which is a crazy thought. Yeah, that's actually so. The Chappelle Show is like one of the most underrated shows of all time, and I'm glad that we were able to experience it. But it needs to be brought back. It should be on Netflix and all that stuff. But that's beside the point. The, the point is, that's a hilarious thing. And I was reading an article like earlier this this week that's like, that's the first time I've laughed, like truly laughed at College Game Day. Able, I say that whenever Corso dropped the f bomb that one time, yes. that was really funny. But they like try to be very. I mean, they're owned by Disney, you know. Uh, they try to be very straightforward and not be, you know, uh, testing the water and that kind of stuff. And the fact that he was just really candid right there and just let it slip. I was pumped about it. And he's like, I think he kind of owned it, too. So, uh, But that's uh, kind of beside the point. The Florida game, though, uh, we were we were watching. And a great one of the greatest gifts of all time, I think, already at this point came out. And, and whenever Felipe Franks threw that interception late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Heisman candidate. Yeah. Heisman candidate Felipe Franks. <laughs> the one and only uh, Heisman candidate that, like, just simply shouldn't be on that list. The guy looks like a chia pit. Oh Lord, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, sorry, just had to. And I'm referring to his chin. Well, he's got a little chia pit on his chin. Well, he's a damn joke. But Steve Spurrier, whenever he threw that pick, when he just gives the like, okay, like that little arm cross, he's just like, like a little turtle. Yeah, look like he's like, what the hell did that kid just do that for? But anyway, we're going to reference that game quite a bit here in a little while. But yeah. that was. Uh, a couple, a couple little highlights from the week, but um, yeah. it was uh, we we mentioned this the last time we recorded this episode <laughs> that uh, the first week of, of college football just absolutely did not count. That no. that was like abysmal, and everybody should be ashamed that that was the first week of college football. Hell, there's better games on right now on uh, Thursday night. Oh yes, Thursday night too. Yeah, so, sure enough. Anyway. So, uh, but we wanted to, we wanted to bring attention to those. Well, we have some negative news from the weekend. Um, at this point, it's 
kind of old news, but uh, we are recording on Thursday night at this point. So, Bill Norton, excuse me, <laughs> it's Bill, we've been drinking beer. <laughs> Bill Norton was arrested on Saturday night for DUI, which last time we recorded this, I made some sort of joke, and I was like, oh, I probably should have taken that more seriously. It is a very serious thing. We definitely do not condone uh, drinking and driving. But we also don't condone being idiots. Either. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Yeah, that's but apparently like, he like crossed completely over into the other lane, referring to being an idiot. Yeah, the idiot thing, <laughs> the idiot yeah. part. So yeah. I mean, that's a. I mean, they're gonna pull you over for that. <laughs> <laughs> we checked, and uh, and that's gonna happen. It checks. But out. Uh, but at the same time, from a pure pure football standpoint, um, I didn't lose any sleep over it. Don't think you did either. Um, didn't expect Bill Norton to have a large impact this season, but I hope he learned his lesson to uh, not be an idiot. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think Kirby, Kirby probably said some of the same things. <laughs> hey, kid, don't be an idiot. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. But he, I mean, a, a little more colorful. <laughs> <laughs> probably a few expletives in there. Uh, but, yeah, he's um, stupid decision. I mean, right here before the season starts, you can't have that kind of distraction. But, thankfully, he's a guy who's most assuredly going to redshirt this year. So, not that big of a deal. If I'm being real candid right now, he's a white defender. Uh, he's probably not going to see the field. <laughs> and I and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> Keep him on the sidelines. Um, yeah, so uh, we were just talking about, like in the previous time that we recorded this episode, we were talking about who's going to be on the travel roster. You know, you can only take 70 guys. Uh, Robert Beal is a guy who... Some people think he's been recruited over, but like I still think he's going to be a contributor to this offense. I mean, do you? Do you I mean, and I mean, he was arrested in April. Was it, he was arrested with Brent Cox, right? Yes. For Mary Joanna. Yeah. Mary the Jane, the Mary as they Jane. say on the streets. Um, <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, he was arrested in April. I, I think there's still a. a some speculation on whether or not he's going to actually make the travel roster because of that. Like, if he's going to be suspended that one game. Um, but a guy, I mean, he, he, I, I hope he's there. I mean, here's the deal. The other kid got off the hook. He went, he freaking transferred to Florida. <laughs> like, might as well like, let the guy who actually stayed play. Uh, so that's the way I look at it. Uh, and then Jacoby Dean has an ankle injury. They're like, I think everybody's hoping that he can go. Um, and, uh, but he's, you know, he may have to stay home because of that reason. And then Rochester, I didn't realize that he had torn his ACL. I, I guess I overlooked, did he tear his ACL like earlier in the year? I, that's, I, I don't know when it happened. I guess it was just kind of in the buzz, but yeah, it, it, it happened. Um, but I don't know, do you know, I don't know exactly when it happened, but, uh, it, it, are they, are they expecting him to come back from that? Like here pretty soon? I mean, that's. From my understanding, I think he's he's been you know doing the uh, rehab and getting ready to go. But I don't know if he's going to be because of that. I don't know if he's going to make the first game. He might. Yeah. I mean, if I'm you know thinking along the same lines, they're probably not going to play in these first three games and have him from Notre Dame. I, that's just my guess. But well, he may he may see some playing time, but it's not going to be anything yeah. that would be give him some game time snaps, but nothing to, to put him at risk. Because yeah. I mean, obviously, you want him to heal. All the way, and obviously we've got a bunch of guys that are kind of in that camp that we're wanting to. We've got three bandy. I mean, even though it's not a huge SEC East opponent, it's an SEC East opponent. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't really hold out. You've got to 
you got this. You got to hold. You can't hold back on them. You got to. You got to play the game because we got to have that game. Um, so I, I, if if he saw the field, I would be surprised on on Saturday. Uh, but I mean, we got two. We got Murray State and Arkansas State that he could play a couple snaps and see where he's at. But I'm not. Uh, I'm not too concerned about. Yeah, we got several guys that are pretty much ahead of him, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. But we hope he gets better, and hope that he's going to be ready at least by another day. So we got a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you've been reading about this, but some people have been kind of really high on DJ Daniel, who went to school at GMC Junior College in Millersville, Georgia. And the first time we recorded this, I gave a big shout out to Millersville, the hometown. Uh, so uh, again, shout out to Millersville, the hometown. Uh, yeah, so he went to GMC Juco, and he was committed to South Carolina at first, and then swapped to the Dogs, which is awesome. And I which, th- which also makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Why the hell would you go to South Carolina? But, I mean, the thing is, I don't think anybody really thought that he was going to be this big of a contributor. We've got so much talent on that corner, the cornerback position. We've never seen this much talent. But they're saying some people are saying that at this point, he may be taking that opposite spot from from Stokes away from Tyson Campbell, which is incredible five star talent. Uh, so I, I mean, I think this guy's a real hard worker. He's from Griffin originally, so I don't know if he was like a low. He might have been three or four star talent, but I mean, he went JUCO route and then you work your tail off, just like Jermaine Johnson did. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you you look at all everybody's depth charts, and he's kind of he's he's floating in that third or fourth spot. Right. He's just kind of. Right. He's kind of sitting there. I mean, you can look at all the sites, and 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 he's there. And so, I mean, the guy must have had a hell of a hell of an off season. Um, so, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously he'll be there. So, uh, I mean, and we're gonna we're gonna rotate so many guys in this week that it's. I mean, <laughs> it's. I, I think I think we're gonna be surprised at like just how often we're rotating and rotating early. I think, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So he'll get he'll get playing time. I mean, he'll get. Plenty of time for sure, I imagine. Yeah. Gone are the days on the defense where everybody has to play, like, every snap. Oh, yeah. I mean, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had guys that were out there dogging it about half dead, and they were still in the game. I'm looking forward to seeing what DJ does. I mean, this is just the blessings of recruiting very well. I mean, whenever you have top three recruiting classes for for the three years ahead of this, season, you're going to do something good. You're going to have talent stacked on top of talent on top of talent. I mean, we're still at the point where, I mean, technically, a lot of these guys that were recruited in 2016 were still part of Rick's class, and then Kirby kept them on. So, we still haven't had four full recruiting classes under Kirby Smart. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, where we're heading talent-wise, but I, you just, I told some, I texted some of our buddies earlier this week, I mean, earlier today, it was just like, look, I saw some clip from 2011, and no offense to those guys, but this is a completely different team in every aspect of the entire program. Every aspect. It's not even close. Well, we've never had this much, I mean, just pure competition. It was never really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, it was never really a conversation coming into the season who was going to start. I mean, for the for the most part, yeah. I mean, because you you knew who the guy was going to be. It was more so if this guy gets hurt, what are, what the hell are we going to do? Right. And so that was, 
and it was always you just you, you cringed every and obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt but these guys that are that are chomping at the, the heels of, of our starters on the on Kirby's team nobody's guaranteed that spot mm-hmm. and so you and you see and kind of what I was mentioning earlier the rotation of how we're getting guys in on all sides of the ball it's um, I mean we we tweaked offensive line chemistry all season last year I mean you we never knew what our line was going to be Right, and so I mean, we're it's always open. I mean, Kirby, like somebody asked him in a press conference, like, Howard, how do you pick who's going to go to the who's going to travel? And he's like, the guy that's going to help us win the football game. And that, and then he was done with that Don't question. Be an idiot. I mean, it's just like, why would you ask stupid questions? But we have so many guys that are now, like, even the talent that we have coming in. Like, it's so hard to watch recruiting right now. Right. Because everybody we've got is not – it's not about the stars. It's about just their pure talent on the field. There's just – there's so much happening <laughs> with these guys. And even our JUCOs. Our JUCOs are coming in, and they're – I mean, it's just – and this was something that I mentioned last time. It's like we – we're going to say this all the time. Last time we recorded, which was when we recorded this episode Earlier the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like we um, – we were young last year. And on paper, we seem younger this year. But I feel the more I've kind of been able to sit on it, the more comfortable I feel, because those guys that were young last year still got so much time. Yeah, they got so much time on the field, and so they're they're closer to game ready than other sophomores and juniors have been in the past. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And and on top of that, you know, you were talking about guys like like a, like a Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones was like a guy who was pretty much irreplaceable. Yeah. And now we get like seven of those guys. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really think I, I don't really look at this and say like, you know, one guy goes down, like what the hell are we gonna do? I think, okay, who are we gonna move around to where we can fit somebody else in uh, on the other side of the line of scrim I mean other, on the other side of the ball or whatever, you know? So I I really do think that it's just I don't want to say you can't worry about it whenever we have a guy that goes down, but it's definitely not as you know big of a negative impact on our team. But it's also putting everybody up, like it's it's pushing everybody to another level. Mm-hmm. So like a guy that you you mentioned the last time we recorded, talking about uh, Eric Stokes, like a guy that just didn't really nobody was talking about, and then by the competition around him, kind of. Pushed himself to another level. He was a track star. When yeah. we recruited him, he was just a fast guy. Like he, I don't even think they like. I don't. He was in that class. It was like seven DBs in that class. I don't think anybody. He was like the lowest ranked guy. Nobody expected anything of him. And now he's like, he's like our DeAndre Baker this year, which is incredible. I, you know, I don't think he's gonna be near as shut down on corner as DeAndre Baker, but the guy is faster than like a majority of this team. But he's he's consistent, and so we that was one thing you you didn't have to worry about with him last year mm-hmm. is the guy was cons- when he got Missouri was his breakout game, and uh, obviously he had the he took the punt back for the he blocked the punt and got took it for a touchdown. He blocked it <laughs> and scored a touchdown. <laughs> I was burping while I was saying that, and um, but the guy like he he was just he was always there was never flashy but made plays and just continued to get better. 
and, and I think a lot of that stems from the, the quality of guys that we have second, third, fourth in the, in the spots. Yeah. I mean, we're just – we're talking about our, our linebacking core. I mean, I'm pretty sure we have 47 linebackers. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we I, – because I, I can't name them all. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're all talented. And it's just – like I said, it's a testament to our recruiting because it's just it's, – it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, anyway. Well, let's take some time to do something that's near and dear to our hearts. And on our on our little outline here, I say, number four, talk shit about Florida. Yeah. And that's where we're best. <laughs> that's what we're best at. So we watched. I mean, you watched the. Did you watch the game throughout this weekend? I watched something that the University of Florida participated in. Mm. It was not a football game. Clearly. Uh, we were not pulling for the Florida Gators, something we would never do. Uh, they they looked horrid. I mean, that whole the whole thing, the whole product, across the board, Miami was a terrible team. Florida was a terrible team. It made me think, oh, my gosh, how many points are we going to beat them by? That, that was my first thought because, all right, their front seven on their defense, it's like, it's pretty decent. It's, and I don't, I don't want to say it's like, you know, really high standard. But other than that, their offense was horrendous. Felipe Franks is like a leader of nothing. The guy, like, anytime he does anything good, he goes over the sidelines. He was, like, over there, like, he was, like, high-fiving Florida fans in the stands in the middle of the game. You can't be doing that. No. Well, it was it was a circus. Yeah. It was literally a circus. And um, they were uh, – <laughs> I loved it. Like I, I, I hated that they won, but at the same time, like watching them just struggle and and Dan Mullen, like watching him just pace and and just his he was frantic the entire game. He was almost schizophrenic the way he was he was acting. And some people some people are saying he aged like twenty years in that game. <laughs> oh my god, it was, and I loved every second of it. It and, and they. They've got some talented guys. I mean, they've got some talented players. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I mean, you can't chalk all that up to uh, – because their team is not young. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're not a young, young team. And so you can't – all that can't be inexperienced. But I'll be real honest with you. When you lose as many players as you have to the transfer portal, there's a culture thing going on there. And Felipe Franks is, to me, is just a testament to the – to the to well, the garb to the garb like yeah. the, the dumpster fire that is their culture. I, it's a respect thing for me. Like you look at a guy like Fromm and you at the very least like know that he's a leader of this team. He's always gonna act respectful. He's always gonna treat this team as as like he, you know, this is this is his these are this is his family, you know? And he's going to lead this team and he's also gonna play for this team. Felipe Franks just seems like he's playing for himself, and he's just trying to be a showboater. And I, 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 I can't think less of the kid. Like, I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, I mean, he, he, he sucks, and he's he's not a good player. I don't care how much hype, and that's why I'm like the media sucks because they they start out the year at number eight for what reason I do not know. I mean, and, and this is the bowl hype. We talked about it last time, a.k.a. whenever we recorded this episode. If you didn't know. If you didn't know. The, 
so we talked about this last time, but basically, like, you get a bump in the preseason rankings if you have a really good bowl game, a a.k.a. Michigan, I mean, excuse me, Florida over Michigan, they destroyed Michigan in whatever bowl they played in. And then, obviously, Texas beat us in the Sugar Bowl. And so they get a, a big hype going into the season. And it makes sense. I mean, you got some guys coming back. I mean, it's you got returning starters and all that. But there's no, no reason for me to think that Florida's going to be a contender this year. And you ha- if you're in the top ten, you're technically a contender. But it's a – and it's a – and they're also – the media's doing the – the history, like mm-hmm. they're going off of what happened in the past. So, like, whenever they were re- relevant, 10 oh, yeah, years yeah, ago, the whole, the whole relevant, a decade, <laughs> it's been a decade since they've been relevant. I'm sorry, but this this rivalry has shifted largely towards the dogs. No, I mean, God. it's not even close. And no, yeah. I'm not apologizing to you, I know you feel the same way as me. It's not even close. <laughs> so, uh, well, and so you think about it, so. What highlights do they continue to post on? She done. Oh, we we've been done, baby. <laughs> what? What did you drink? <laughs> and um, uh, for all the people listening, uh, we've been done with our beers for a while, now. or I have, and she. <laughs> I was about to say, I just so, um, just guzzled what, that down. Huh? But what? Yeah. <laughs> and so, what they're like the media? What, if you watch on like what ESPN, for example, they're just. Playing clips of YouTube or on clips of Tebow just uh, saying his saying his Ole Miss speech. There all will the time. never be another team that <laughs> plays harder than this team. <laughs> and so it's like they love the the Tebow hype. They love like that's what they're playing off of. And so if you watch any of Florida's games from last year, how in the hell can you make them number eight? I mean, when there are so many talented teams out there. Just it, to me, I think this is a great year for college football. I mean, I, I think I think across the board we've got some pretty solid talent, and uh, Florida is not that by any means. I mean, I think Texas overhyped, but they got a lot more reason to be there than Florida. Yeah, I mean, and what, so, what are they ranked? Do you know? Eleven. Uh, I mean, you I, don't have to look it up. I I just was curious. I mean, because to me, Florida is the most over overhyped team in the oh, country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not like a, you know, I think they probably deserve to be like probably 23 or 24. I don't think they were terrible. T- okay, Texas number 10. Texas deserves that spot. But like, I, how, I how would you put, how would you put Oregon? I mean, I guess they're nine and four, but like, well, whatever. Anyway, like Notre Dame. Well, oh, Oregon's got that Herbert kid. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I would think, but they were nine and four, I guess, whatever. Anyway. Anyway, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, Oregon's not – I mean, Oregon since uh, What's-His-Face left has not been the same team. But that's beside the point. This this section is, is all about – this segment is all about shitting on Florida. And all i got to say – I mean, last thing i got to say is that program with Dan Mullen is not going to be what the media is trying to make it look like it's going to be. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired in three years. Because they think he's the quarterback whisperer just because he happened to coach Dak Prescott, who really wasn't great in college. You know who else wasn't great in college? Nick Fitzgerald. He was great against some opponents. You know what the dogs did to him? They shit on him. They absolutely shit on him. And you know what? I'm tired of hearing about this Dan Mullen guy being a great coach. I don't think he's a great coach. I think he just happens to be in the right place at the right time. He was he was there during the Tebow years, and right. so like that's I mean he's a, I mean he, 
he was like their fourth pick for mm-hmm. coach too. Yep. And there was the the whole sentimental value and what he did with Mississippi State. Anyway, so my personal opinion, I would love for them to leap limp into Jacksonville undefeated, mm-hmm. and then us just kick the shit out of them. That was one silver lining from this weekend that they won. Is that okay? Maybe they just beat everybody before then, but like barely, <laughs> like. Like, win, it win a lot of games by, like, two or three points. Uh, but then we go into Jacksonville and just absolutely annihilate them. Right. That's that's my hope. And that's and that's what every kid should hope. Be praying for that. That's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> um, all right, I think we've done enough uh, damage on Florida. Well, I don't know. It can never be too much damage on Florida. Yeah, I was going to say, why are you holding back on that? Let's get on. Uh, well, we gotta we got to move on to the next segment. Uh, talk a little bit about Vandy. Here, I'll just give some uh, some of the stuff on the weekend. Basically, the games... Actually, as of today, this is this is good that we're recording this today because it was actually... The game has changed from SEC Network to ESPN. It's going to be primetime on ESPN Uno. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you not see that? Yeah. yeah, so because the Florida State-Boise State game got moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee, for some reason, there's a reaction from that to where... Instead of SEC Network, we're on ESPN. I don't know. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, we're on primetime. Primetime. But um, it's at 7.30. It's on ESPN Uno. Um, this spread, something I didn't mention last time, the spread right now is like 21 and a half. Uh, I think the money's actually coming in on the dogs covering that, So, which is always a good sign. So sometimes these, these betters, they can be really smart. They know what they're doing. So... Uh, that's uh, it's on ESPN, like I said. Uh, it's in Nashville, <laughs> and uh, apparently Chancey is going to be there. Yes, I am going to be there, and I'm actually heading up there uh, tomorrow. So, very excited about that. Who uh, who do we need to look out for though? Um, so there's really three three players that um, that Vandy's got that are returning on the offensive side of the ball that Kirby has kind of highlighted in all of his press conferences. Um, you got Keyshawn Vaughn. He's kind of the, the main guy they're, uh, they're running back. Um, so uh, Chi has nicely put some of the stats in front of me. Uh, he had, in last year, he had uh, 157 carries for over 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, he was third in the SEC in rushing last, uh, last season. And he had six carries over 60 yards, which led the FBS last year. So the guy's talented. Uh, part of the problem is they, uh, they run him hard and, uh, he's one of their, um, their top guys. Um, so they've got, uh, he's their, their main workhorse. Um, so really, really going to want to key in on him. Uh, the other guy we're looking for is Lipscomb. Lipscomb is the is he the, he's the wide receiver. That's correct. Yeah, so he is their top wide receiver. Um, he did well for them last year, was their top target, and then they actually had the top wide uh, tight end in the uh, returning uh, this season. Re- returning, he's got the most yards of any tight end in the country from last season. Um, I can't pick, remember his pick, name, to be pick, honest with Pickney or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Pickney. Pickney. Um, anyway. Something. <laughs> but um, so they're really going to target him. So those are really the three guys. But I mean, kind of my view on that: if you if you key in on Vaughn and keep him from being a factor, you've 
you've got to you got to handle on this. You know, the way I look at it is, I, and I, I equate Keyshawn Vaughn to Larry Roundtree from Missouri. These guys, for whatever reason, like always get some yards on us. They, I mean, he'll probably run for like he'll probably run between sixty and eighty yards on us. Um, but I mean, he's a good running back. He's he's the top running back in the SEC. Uh, but he still plays for Vanderbilt. The the biggest issue was I know we talked about this last time, but basically they don't really have a proven quarterback. They got a guy who transferred in from Ball State. His name's Riley Neal. He's probably going to start, um, but the other guy he's he he's never taken a snap for Vanderbilt. The only guy who's taken a snap for Vanderbilt was some guy who I think he passed like a total of six passes last year, um, and he's like third string on the depth chart at this point. So. If they can't extend the field on us, there's zero, nothing that we have to worry about. No, absolutely nothing that we have to worry about. So, I'm I'm just looking forward to us uh, seeing. Apparently, I saw some stat. Uh, I think it was last night that they, seventy um, percent of the tickets sold were for dog fans or something like that. Uh, I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I don't know how they check that. But they uh, apparently there's going to be a lot of dogs there. It's like a high school stadium, like we said, Lounge Stadium. It's like as big as this stadium. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got they've got 39. They basically got right at 40,000 seats in the stadium, um, which is cute to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, it's going to be mostly dog fans. Uh, dog fans are going to be all down Broadway, which I didn't know was the name of the street, but then you figured it out. <laughs> Uh, so well, I mean, you, you got you got you got Nashville. You've got Labor Day weekend. Um, you got a hurricane. So there's always that too. So it's going to be it's going to be real. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's lining up like ton of people. Ton of people are going. Um, so expecting. Uh, don't expect the. There, there's always the traveling to somewhere else aspect. I mean, and. Um, but obviously, we're not concerned about crowd noise. Our speakers can generate more crowd noise in the stadium than uh, when our, our fans are there. So, not really concerned about the crowd noise. But, like I say, for a lot of our new guys, the whole traveling aspect, but fortunately, we're not traveling real far. Uh, Nashville, in the whole grand scheme of things, Nashville is not that far. Um, so, not having to go a long distance. But, also, the only thing that gives me anything to just kind of hesitate on is like... Why are you going to do that? Because it's me. So just let me do this, okay? <laughs> it's... it's Vandy's got nothing to lose. And so, first game of the season, Vandy's got nothing to lose. They can hold out all... They can, they can empty the playbook first game of the season because this is their game. This is their marquee SEC East game. I mean, obviously, besides Tennessee. But they can... For them to upset us would be the highlight of their... It would make their season. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like I said, do I think that's going to happen? No. But that is the one thing that gives me hesitation. Does the old school dog fan give you some hesitation? In the back of your mind, does that give you... That's what gives you the hesitation. Well, yeah. I'm going to go full on modern dog fan (laughs) and say, Kirby's going to kick that ass. I'm not worried about nothing. Our, Our... Fan base is going to take over the whole city. Like, not just the stadium. The whole city. People are going to be like, WTF, how do y'all have this money to where y'all can do these things after going to the Rose Bowl, Notre Dame, SEC Championship, National Championship? And we'll be like, well, I don't know. We got like 20 loans out. Uh, So, here's the way I look at it. Uh, 
I think I'm a, like a little concerned about us coming out a little slow because we did that last time we played in Vanderbilt. We did that in 2017. We came out a little slow, a little sluggish, and that's pretty much the only thing I'm worried about. I mean, I still think even if we came out and scored 10 points in the first half, I think we put up 50 in the second half, and that's how this thing's going to roll. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, I think we'll skip the games of the week for this week. We've got some pizza to eat. Uh, Going to go to the uh, Five Points. What was it called? I can't remember. The Pizza Fully kitchen. Loaded. Fully Loaded pit- Pizza I Kitchen. I haven't even been there. And I know what the name it's, is. It's good. If you didn't know, it replaced the Waffle House at Five Points. Rest in peace. Uh, but regardless, I'm excited for you. you got Bachelor Party and, and Dogs in the same weekend. That's a recipe for a good time. I'm very excited. Labor Day weekend, long weekend. It's going to be awesome. Um, if you're up there, it's going to be great. Give me a shout. Looking forward to it. Um, what, what are your What are your plans this weekend? You know? I'm going to the lake. I'm, gonna, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm going to watch it from from the dock at the lake, and there's going to be a little my my brother's uh, baby girl and my other brother's baby boy, and they're going to like you know we're going to all going to watch some football together and. And apparently, there's another kid that's going to be there. There's babies galore. And I'll just be sitting there drinking beer. And guess what? I don't have the responsibility. So, you know, whenever they shit themselves or whatever, you know, I'll just be like, hey, have fun. <laughs> I'll keep Oops, watching. He made a duty. <laughs> so, looking looking forward to hanging out at, uh, with a family at the lake house and watching the dogs on the docks. So, uh, that's, uh, that's my plan, Skis. Well, uh, we appreciate y'all for bearing with us. Um, we've, we're going to put the, the necessary uh, measures in place to prevent uh, the failings of the technology from happening again. Uh, but I will say that I much prefer this. I agree. Being in it's person. fun. I love this. It's a lot of fun. So, um, and we got the video, too. Yeah, we did the whole video thing. I, I, was, have, I, I haven't been looking at this. I know you haven't. I've been like doing like <laughs> so, stupid stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you guys haven't, Please uh, subscribe to this so this thing will pop up on your phone. Uh, and you know what? If you like it, tell tell. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give them some homework. Go ahead. Just tell one dog fan about it, and just that's all we need. Just one. Just, just one. one dog fan. Um, and uh, especially if you know somebody that tried it once, and hated it the first time, and we've gotten a little better since then. I think. At least our, our thoughts are a little more The cohesive. first episode we did is like the most listened to episode, and I wish that wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, love to do that. Uh, so if you guys could do that, it'd be awesome. Um, and uh, also, any thoughts about how we do things, just let us know. But um, if you saw, if you listened to this before the game, kudos to you. Um, if you listen to it after the game, uh, let us know how the game went, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Uh, appreciate y'all hanging with us and uh, we'll be back next week at our regularly scheduled time uh, getting this out to you guys so uh, I wish we could do this also we'll probably have some game day Instagrams or something like that so get on the gram get on the gram get on the gram get on the YouTube look at this like we can move around if you're you're listening to it you'll know what we're doing (laughs) alright well I'll say uh, go dogs hey dogs on top Pieces. 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 I want pizza, damn it. (laughs)